the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, the uh, pro-abortion amendment people in the state of Ohio are not happy. And when they're not happy, I'm happy. And I will tell you why momentarily. But first, uh, Donald Trump indicted yesterday in Georgia. Came out, talked about it's another instance of election interference. Um, Really interesting. I noticed on social media today that somebody has gone back into Fulton County DA Fannie Willis's social media postings right around the 2022, excuse me, the 2020 presidential election. And guess what they found? They found Fannie Willis deeply stressed out about the counting of the votes in Atlanta and how she was afraid that votes would be stolen. And then how proud she was that an African-American woman had been elected vice president. Gee, maybe Fannie Willis should indict herself, questioning the integrity of elections while those elections are going on. That is certainly what it looks like to me is going on with this indictment in Fulton County, Georgia, which they keep telling me it's not political. It's not political. It's a RICO case. It's a conspiracy case. It's a fraud case. Just took us a while to put it all together. A a, a while? It took you like three years to put this case together. Uh, Jonathan Turley of the George Washington University Law School, skeptical of the case, as am I. He thinks he knows what it's about, and I agree. I think this is criminalizing the challenging of elections. Uh, Basically, you have a Democratic prosecutor saying, how dare you challenge a Democratic victory? Well, it's been done before by Democrats. And the whole case is based on this theory that Donald Trump really didn't mean it. Well, Neither did those, even if that were true, neither did those Democrats. They challenged Trump's election on no grounds at all. I mean, many of these past challenges were very, very thin. But in Donald Trump's case, he insists that he does believe that Georgia could have been flipped with a recount. And the way that she portrayed that phone call uh, to Raffensperger, I think, is really evidence of the bias and unfairness of aspects of this indictment. You know, it is it makes perfect sense when you're challenging an election to say, you know, I only need around 11,000 votes. So if you do a statewide review, that's not a lot in a state like Georgia. That's not criminal. That's making a case for a recount. Now, I am not a lawyer and. Trump certainly needs better attorneys than me. But if I were going to argue this case for Donald Trump, I would point out that the jury, which you've got to expect doesn't like Donald Trump, I would take advantage of the fact that they don't like him. And I would say, what do you know about Donald Trump? What do you think about Donald Trump? He's got a big ego, right? Huge ego, big, loud, long personality. Puts his own name on all his buildings, on all his golf courses, on his jet. Puts his own name everywhere. In fact, it is said that Donald Trump has in his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, Time Magazine covers of him that never were published. 
I mean, you can do this at like county fairs, right? You can get your own picture on the cover of Time magazine. Trump did that and hung it in his own golf club. So he's a guy with a big ego, as big as all outdoors. And then I would turn it on them and say, so was it implausible that somebody with an ego that big would refuse to think that he could possibly lose to Joe Biden? I mean, after all, go back to the 2020 presidential election. And do you remember how big the crowds were that Trump was drawing at his rallies? And do you remember how embarrassingly bereft of anyone Biden's rallies were? I mean, what rallies Biden held were like people sitting in their cars, socially distant, wearing masks, honking their horns in approval in the few times he came out of his basement. Trump got more votes in 2020 than he got in 2016. He had every reason to believe that something funny happened. And we had the flood in Atlanta. It is not unreasonable to believe that Donald Trump believed he won the election. It is unreasonable to believe that Donald Trump knew he lost to a dead man walking like Joe Biden and was instead concocting a crazy scheme to challenge the election. Donald Trump hates losing. And he reacted just like you would expect a sore loser to react. So that is how I would defend the case. And I certainly hope, I don't have a bunch of optimism, but I certainly hope that the jury, even though they are predisposed to hate Donald Trump, in Fulton County, Georgia, certainly in Washington, D.C., and definitely in New York City, even though they're predisposed to hate him, I would hope that the judge's orders and the instructions of the law would mean something to at least one juror on every jury and that Donald Trump would not be convicted. He faces a lot of jeopardy in the Miralago case in Florida because he himself is on tape saying that the document he's waving around, he did not declassify that document. He could have, but he can't now. That's where his legal jeopardy is on that. There are a lot of different levels to legally challenging things that happen that don't go the way you want. For instance, here in Ohio, like we didn't want the abortion amendment on the ballot this November to have only a 50 percent plus one hurdle to be enacted into law. We preferred 60 percent. That's why we had issue one on the ballot. One of the reasons we had issue one on the ballot to make it harder to amend our Constitution. Well, the amendment for abortion is on the ballot this fall. But that doesn't mean that Republicans are out of options to make the hurdle higher. We can't make it as high as 60 percent, but we can make it higher in that. When that goes on the ballot, you know, you've voted on these statewide issues before. When you go into the ballot booth or the little partition where you sit, there's a little sign there, right, that says, if there are people waiting, you're not allowed to be here more than 15 minutes. So hurry up and get your vote in. Well, it could take you How long could it take you to read an entire amendment about abortion? It could take you a long time, right? So they have to come up with what they call summary language to, of course, summarize what you're voting on with the abortion amendment. Well, guess who gets to approve the summary language? That's right. The Secretary of State and the Attorney General in the state of Ohio, who are both Republicans. (laughs) And they have a board called the Ohio Ballot Board, and they approve the summary language. But the attorney general has to sign off on it as legally accurate to what the amendment says. So if you've read the abortion amendment, you will note that in the abortion amendment, there is a word that never appears. That word is woman. Woman never appears in the abortion amendment. 
You will also note that the uh, recipient, I would say victim, of the abortion is referred to in the amendment as a fetus. Not as, I would argue, what it should be, an unborn child. Well, we're at the stage of the whole thing now that we've gotten issue one out of the way and we know what the standard is to adopt the amendment, that the summary language has to be adopted. And the Ohio Ballot Board has adopted summary language for the abortion amendment that the pro-abortion, bloodthirsty child killers do not approve of. Do not approve of. Because the summary language says unborn child. Yoo-hoo. You're going to kill an unborn child with that abortion. Not a fetus, not a nameless, faceless clump of cells. One of the ballot board members is State Senator Teresa Gavarone of Bowling Green. She said yesterday when the decision was made to include unborn child instead of fetus, no one should be fooled by the clever language of this amendment. It's designed to be broad, so broad that should it pass, it is unequivocally true that access to painful late-term abortions will be written into Ohio's Constitution. That is a bridge too far. Now, you know the stinky Democrats on the board don't like her saying that. But they did not get their way because they're outflanked. Now, the other amendment that's on the ballot this fall is the Marijuana Legalization Amendment. And that language, that summary language, which was written by the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, U.S. Senate candidate Frank LaRose, was unanimously approved by the ballot board. There's not as many hot-button issues. The people on the uh, side of legalizing marijuana aren't trying to hide the ball that they're legalizing marijuana side. They want to do everything they can to hide the fact that you're killing a child when you perform an abortion, when you undergo an abortion, when you seek an abortion. Hence the difference. The abortion language, contentious, nevertheless tilted toward the way it's accurate. The marijuana language, approved unanimously. Well, we'll talk with Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, at 12.05 today. Jack will have thoughts, I'm sure, on the presidential debate on uh, Donald Trump's latest indictment and arrest and mugshot in Georgia. This is clearly an effort by the Biden administration to demonize the leading Republican candidate. I think it only energizes the Republican base. And I think taking it to the extreme of four indictments in four different jurisdictions hopefully will get past the visceral hatred that independents have of Trump and will cause them to give some serious thought to, is this guy really someone who needs to be charged for all these crimes? Or is this something that could be a rehearsal for what they might do to anyone who expresses dissent if, in fact, they get their way with Donald Trump? Now, what Trump will have in his favor with those independents, is that some of the voices that those independents respect will be advocating for how egregious this is, the way Biden's Justice Department is treating the former president. Here is Tulsi Gabbard, who I think uh, could or should at least be on the short list of candidates if this no-labels party is actually serious about coming up with a viable third-party presidential ticket. Here's Tulsi Gabbard, her thoughts on 
Trump's indictment and mugshot in Atlanta. Jordan, this is yet another example of how far President Joe Biden's politicized Department of Justice is willing to go to try to destroy his main political opponent as a presidential election is going on. Uh, th- this foundational purpose of what the Biden administration is doing is is really the thing that should be most concerning to every everyone. As we can see, all of these indictments, count after count after count, being thrown at former President Donald Trump uh, is clearly an effort to, to divert his focus away from the campaign and towards fighting on multiple fronts in these lawsuits and to completely drain his, him and his campaign of, of resources so that they can't focus on, on actually campaigning. 100% true. 100% true. That's why Trump calls it election interference. Now, what will all this do to Trump's popularity in the Republican side? You know what it does. Every time he is indicted, his popularity goes up. For instance, prior to this Atlanta indictment, Trump had in the polls a 38-20 lead on Ron DeSantis. That's the average of all the polls, an 18-point lead. After the indictment, Trump's popularity his proportion of the voters on the Real Clear Politics Index went from 38 to 43 percent, and DeSantis's went from 20 to 18. That's why Trump jokes, maybe not jokes, about saying, I'm one more indictment away from clinching the presidency. Now, we know it helps Trump. What does it do to Biden? The Republicans in the House of Representatives have the power of an impeachment inquiry that they can unfurl on Joe Biden anytime they want to. They've got enough already. They're continuing to find more. They're looking for bank records. They're digging, 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 digging. And the headlines will continue to get worse for Joe Biden. We're already seeing liberal outlets like, count them up, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times, The Atlantic, starting to get interested in this Biden corruption story. That is not good for Joe Biden. When you look at his approval ratings around the country in advance of the temperature of the investigation involving his family about to go higher, his approval ratings. Look, I knew they'd be low in Ohio. Okay, I'm not surprised that Joe Biden's approval rating in Ohio is 37 percent. That's three points below his national approval rating, which is 40 percent. His all time high approval rating. I don't remember this. Thank goodness. I don't know how I didn't jump off a building he had a 50 percent a 57 percent approval rating when he took office 57 percent i don't remember that but now he's down at 40 as i said in ohio 37 37 percent approve 60 percent disapprove okay ohio's gone for trump twice what are biden's approval ratings like in other states This is what shocked me. How many states do you think Joe Biden's approval rating is higher than his disapproval rating? How many states? There's 50 states. How many states? I mean, there's stinky Democrat states, right? California, New York, New Jersey, Hawaii. Lots of Democratic states. He won most of the states. He won the electoral vote. How many states right now? Two years in, his approval rating is higher than his disapproval rating. Got a number in mind? Ready for your guess? Ready to be wrong? Six. Only six states is his approval rating higher than his disapproval rating. Only three more have him even at 49 
Oh, excuse me. I, I phrased that wrong. Only six states, his approval rating is above 50%. Only nine states is his approval rating more than his disapproval rating. And three of them, he's 49-48. So he's like another bad headline away. Another time equating his kitchen fire to an inferno that kills like hundreds of people. He's that close to being underwater in three of the nine states where he's above water right now. That means in 41 states, he is even or below even. In fact, he's below even in 40 states. In 40 states, he's below even. That's astounding. What about the swing states? This is where I was looking. Georgia, 43 approve, 54 disapprove. Wisconsin, 42 approve, 55 disapprove. Nevada, he's 14 points under in Nevada. He's 15 points under in Pennsylvania. He's 15 under in Michigan, and he's 17 under in Arizona. How's this man going to win the election? He'll win the election for the same reason he won the first one. Not because of who he is, not because of what he's done, not because you believe in him, not because you like him. He'll win the election this time, if in fact he does, for the same reason he won it the first time, which is he won it because of who he is not. He's not Donald Trump. He got the... He got the Democratic nomination, not because of who he was or why he, what he stands for or what he's accomplished. Heaven forbid he has an accomplished squat. He got the nomination because he wasn't Bernie Sanders. Well, what's the alternative to Joe Biden? Oh, the crazy socialist. Okay, I'll vote for Biden. I really don't want Joe Biden to be president. He's a big nothing burger. He's a blowhard. Who's the alternative? Oh, Donald Trump? Oh, orange man bad? No, thanks. I'll pull the lever for Biden. And the Republicans are too stupid to recognize that if they run almost literally any other serious candidate against Joe Biden, you remove the impetus for voters in the 40 states where Joe Biden is underwater in popularity. You remove the impetus for them to go, yeah, but the other guy's worse. Yeah, but the other guy's worse. Now, I know some people will say Ron DeSantis is worse than Joe Biden or Nikki Haley, or Tim Scott, or Vivek Ramaswamy, or, or, oh, well, I don't know. They're worse than Joe Biden. But I know this. Donald Trump drives as many voters away as he energizes to come to the polls and vote for him. Hillary Clinton was the worst political candidate in the history of political candidates. I know Joe Biden could be by the time the 2024 election rolls around, viewed as bad as Hillary. But man, why would you risk it? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just 
felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.